Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsan. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes on this understanding and this mechanism that I built on why people fail and how to fix it. I have these three big ideas and I figured out that these are the three biggest reasons why people fail in everything that they do and they attempt to do and how you can actually fix it. I give you the strategic ideas on why people fail and the tactical ideas on how you can fix it step by step. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. In this episode, I'm going to break down why people fail and how to fix it. And I am extremely well qualified uh, to speak on this topic because I have failed a lot. In fact, I fail often. And this is not some, oh, look at him. He's cool. He says he failed. No, I'm going to tell you about live situations where I have failed a lot. In fact, I have lost more money than most people can ever, ever ever imagine in making investments, in trusting the people, in loaning money to friends, in starting companies and having that fail, in investing in projects and have it go awry. I have failed in all of those. I have uh, started initiatives which have gone nowhere. I have uh, invested in people that have not gone the right direction. I have uh, hired coaches that have completely affected me in so many negative ways. It may be business or personal or family. I have failed a lot and I continue to fail every day. And it, it just, the biggest difference is that over the years, what has happened is that I've started to figure out how I can do a little bit better every single time. And as I stopped to think about this, I wanted to maybe transfer my personal learning to you so that maybe one of these ideas can help you because I guarantee you, just like me, you are going to fail when fail is, of course, in various degrees, right? You, uh, something may not work out. Something may completely go awry. Something may just need a little help. Something may just need a little tweak, but not everything that you touch has the Midas touch. Things break. So the question I want to answer today is why do people fail and how can we fix it? I'm going to give you three big ideas. Idea number one, is what happens with big goals. Idea number two is the gap versus the gain. And idea number three is understanding a support system. Those three things, and let me explain exactly what they are to you. Now, uh, a lot of this this topic came up because every question that I get asked by the CEOs that we mentor or the several agents and, and team leaders at, 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 at Real is that I always feel like I am failing. They say, I Sharon, I always feel like I am failing. And, uh, and there's, there's, there was this great study that was done, and so let me offer this to you. There was this great study that was done by, I think it was like 120 billionaires, right? And the study was like, hey, what are the common traits across these 121 billionaires? And the study said that the, they have three common traits. Common trait number one is a, is, a, is a deep sense of superiority. 
they actually believe that they're better than the average person. You know why? Because they feel like they have this idea on how they can change the world and it's super important to them and they feel like uh, no one else is thinking about this. I am superior, not in uh, a human way, but in an idea way. A heightened sense of superiority. Second is they have crippling, crippling insecurity. A crippling insecurity that they are not good enough in all these other areas. They are not good enough and they have to do better, which is what focuses them, helps them work harder, work deeper, work smarter. Because the crippling insecurity makes them show up and work harder than anyone else. You will not find a billionaire running a lifestyle business. Many people are like, oh, I want to, I just want to show up a couple times a week. I want to do a couple of Zoom webinars and I want to call it a day. That is cool. But you will make, if you're good and you have, and you're, you're good at what you do, you'll make decent money uh, when it's associated with that. But you're never going to be a billionaire. You're never going to change the world, right? And just, that's, that's just the truth. That's okay. Because you don't have, you don't have a just crippling insecurity. And the third is they have this, uh, this idea of uh, of delaying gratification or what we call impulse control. They have an impulse to eat a candy bar, but they don't. They have an impulse to take a break, but they don't. They have an impulse to sleep in and hit snooze, but they don't. They have impulse control. The uh, mastering impulse control are the three thing are is a third thing in this process. So, I wanted to share that with you because all of those were a result of people failing, and and uh, and. This is exactly what I kind of want to share with you. So let's go to number one. And just this big idea I think will really, really help you, which is big goal, but no plan. I say it again, big goal, but no plan. I have seen, I promise you, if there is one thing that I can work on with entrepreneurs, the one thing that I can get on a call and figure out, I'm looking for this one thing. Does this person have a big goal, but no plan? Most people, when they get get get, get on with me and want to talk to me about something, and me included, I'm like, oh, I got this big goal. I want to do this. I want to make it run an eight-figure eight, eight business. I want to take this and figure it out and make it work. But they have a big goal, but no plan. Right. I've seen so many of these. Like, you know what? A, a business, no business plan ever looked bad on paper. No business plan ever looked bad on paper. And the idea is you can the, in today's world, if you give somebody your vision, you can either write the plan or you can either hire somebody else to write the plan. It's amazing. Like you can either write the plan or hire someone else to write the plan. I've seen so many folks where they have this vision and I'm like, hey, talk to an agency give them all your ideas and they will build a plan to make this come to life. And then you can kind of poke holes in that. But big goal, no plan is the the number one thing that comes to mind. A lot of times, even when I get on a call with somebody or a Zoom call with somebody, I immediately will pull up a Google Doc or my iPad. And I'll start drawing and writing and bring the plan to life because I want to see if the, if the big goal that they have matches up with the plan that I'm building. Maybe their goal is not exactly that. I figured out that even when I write the plan and they're like, oh my, gosh, I, the plan doesn't actually serve the goal. They realize that their goal is not big enough. The reason I'm wanting to tell you this is when, when you can realize and when you can solve for the input output equation, like when you can say, Hey, these three inputs provide these three outputs. If you can do that, anytime you're looking for something to work, you're looking for the input output equation. Can I control the inputs so they can get the output that I want? Almost everything in this world, almost everything in this world that is, you know, probabilistically, naturally accomplishable, right? You know, so if I wanted to go play in the NBA today, yeah, sort of, but like, it's hard. Uh, but if I can, almost everything is achievable if we can figure out the inputs that we can control to get the outputs that we want, all right? And most people, and the, and the entire part of a plan is not figuring out the outcomes. 
the 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 widespread coaching and consulting industry has taught about oh let's be outcome driven well the idea of being outcome driven is not uh, it, it confuses people right because they're like oh i'm outcome driven i appreciate your kpis but like that's not it what we're looking for is the three inputs the number of inputs that are controllable that can deliver that output the number of calls that you can make that can deliver the sale, the number of ads that you need to run to deliver the opt-in, the number of uh, the laps that you need to run to do X, the number of macros that you need to take to, to fix your weight. Everything that has an input-output equation, you have the ability to generate that result. And the more you can think about the, the inputs and uh, get to the outputs, that is the plan. So the fastest way to make sure you don't fail is to have this big goal, but then say, okay, I want outcomes-based thinking. Cool. What outcome do I want? Awesome. The outcome I want is to lose weight. What are the inputs associated with me losing weight? Then it comes down to pure commitment on delivering that result. And I'll get to that in just a second. All right. I get to that in just a second. The key part about big goal, no plan that I talk to people about, they're like, well, Sharon, I have this plan. The plan that I want to see is what the input-output equation, what are the inputs that are controllable that you can install and deploy into your world that give you the outputs that you want? The without in the input output equation everything that you think about is just inspiration everything that you think about is just aspiration everything that you think about is this big goal everything you may even have clarity but you're still gonna be fat like like me i don't have it'd be cool if i had like six pack abs but that would be a big goal but i have no plan associated with it so i'll never actually get there big goal no plan is the first reason why people fail and this is how you fix it by getting the input output equation all right here's number two uh Dan Sullivan actually created this idea. I, I I love I love I love his thinking. He does a he does a good job with some key concepts that he brings to life, and I actually think he he creates his thinking by talking to people. He has a great program, you know, called Strategic Coach, and they literally do discussion groups. And hey, he spends the time with the smartest of people. He gets inspiration from those ideas, and he comes up with some pretty cool ideas. He's a smart dude. Comes up with some pretty cool ideas, and I like one of my favorite ideas that Dan uh, talked about is gap the gap versus the gain the gap versus the gain as humans what we end up doing is we always look at the gap the gap is where we are today to where we want to go in the future and there's a gap and we're like how do i solve this gap but instead the power of actually making you know the the your dreams come true is looking at the gain the gain is instead of stopping where you are and looking forward at the gap to where you want to go just turn around and look at the gain that you've had and all uh, so far that you've come. Think about it again. You're looking forward and looking at the gap, but I want you to turn around and look at the gain, the gain that you made to get here so far. When, when um, I'll never forget this, when I closed my first deal when I was an investment banker at Goldman Sachs, my managing partner said to me, he said, Sharon, keep prospecting. Because all he was focused on was the gap. He said, Sharon, keep prospecting. You can focus on the gap that's ahead, but you never see the gain that's behind you. And the problem is when you do that, you get tired and resentful. You get tired and resentful. That's the problem, right? And that's why a lot of people fail because they just get tired and resentful. And that way you fix tiredness and resentfulness is to focus on the gain. Turn around and look how far you've come because how far you've come allows you to ask, ask, you, ask this big question, what was the lesson that I learned to create this gain? What was the lesson that I learned to create this gain? I'll give you a very simple exercise. It, it, the idea is if you finish one quarter's worth of planning, if you're getting ready to plan for, say, the next quarter, you don't want to start planning for the next quarter. What you want to do is you want to look at your previous quarter and say, all right, what goal did I want to hit? These are the five goals. Cool. Did I actually hit them? What happened? And what was my learning? 
Because when you force the learning, when you force yourself to articulate the learning, what you do is you get to take that learning with you. A lot of times people don't take the gain with them. They only get to take the learning with them. I'll say it again. People don't take the gain with them because they're always looking forward. They get to take the learning with them. And if we can't stop to look at the gain, we will never get a chance to look at the learning. So the second most important thing is to think about this idea of the gap versus the gain. The gap, looking at the gap always makes us tired and resentful, but looking at, the, looking at the gain gives us the learning and the inspiration. So next time you're doing some planning, before you start planning the next quarter or the next half of the year or the next 10 weeks or whatever, whatever you do, look at the past, the review preview, look at the past and say, all right, what did I say I was going to do? Did I do it or how far did I get? And what was my learning? Because every time we get those learnings, those are the most valuable things. And that is the backpack of learnings from the gain that you can take into the gap with you. It's actually pretty good. The backpack of learnings from the gain that you can take into the, into the gap with you. All right. So uh, that's number two, gap versus gain. All right. Let me give you the number three. The number three reason why most people fail and they don't know how to fix it is they want to slay the monster on their own. They want to slay the dragon by themselves. You, If you've watched a movie, you know this. Yes, there's somebody that's, that slays the dragon, but nobody has ever slayed a dragon by themselves. Even Hercules, no one has ever slayed a dragon by themselves. And that's, that, they, that is the importance of a support system. Um, there is this, there is a saying that, you know, I see quote successful people say to humanize themselves on social media and interviews, et cetera. And they say, oh, if I can do it, you can do it too. I, I bet you've heard of that. If, if I can do it, you can do it too. And there is no bigger piece of garbage than that. There's no way for, for Elon to say, oh, if I can do it, you can do it too. I'm sorry. You cannot do what he's doing. Elon's half alien. Like you can't do that, right? Because he runs three public companies simultaneously. He took all his net worth and put it behind something. You and I can't do that. Like, yes, you. and if you could, you're going to be Elon, but you're not. I'm sorry, like Elon's not listening to my podcast and you're not Elon. I'm not Elon. You can't do it, right? The reason is if someone says, if I can do it, you can do it too. That is their, to that's their, their total BS way of trying to make you feel better about yourself. That does not exist. The, if I can do it, you can do it too is the dumbest inspiration statement that anybody can give anybody. That is not true because a person's aspirations, a person's ambitions, a person's capabilities, a person's, you know, a right place, right time, a right environment, uh, right tools, right support does not exist. It is not, it is not, uh, not, it is never equal, which is why you don't see two, you don't see twins ever ending up doing the same thing. There are two, if you, if you took twins, they had the same environment, they had the same genome, they had the same DNA, there's the, the same upbringing. Why did, why did one twin do better than the other twin? Why? Because their everything was the same. Their environments were different. Why didn't they do that? And the, and the answer is this, instead of modeling behavior, right? You're like, oh, um, Steve Jobs was a total jerk in what he did. So I'm going to be a jerk because if that worked for Steve Jobs, it'll work for me. That is the problem. People think modeling behavior is the answer. And I've realized over the years that biggest switch for me was not modeling behavior, but was to modeling the support system. I say it again, was not modeling behavior, but modeling the support system. So if I want to be, if I want to be like my, one of my friends who is a billionaire at the age of 33, and he's younger than me, which is bonkers. I, what I want to do is when I talk to him, I'm, I ask him, so who helped you with that? How did you do that project? And I, I ask a lot of who questions, like, who did you talk to when you had that idea? When you were stuck, you know, who did you go to? The reason I'm asking those questions is I want to figure out what his support system was. Yeah. He, 
even visionaries, they, visionaries are really big thinkers and they think about the world in, in a very different way, but they like not everybody can bring their ideas to life. They need a support system. They need a support system to get clarity. They need a support system to break through their, uh, their you know, self-imposed barriers. They need a support system to talk through their ideas. They understand things, but they need a support system. So I have stopped modeling behavior and I just model support systems. I'm trying to figure out who's whose advisor and can I hire that person as my advisor? I'll give you a simple example. I wanted to like, I, I first went to a, when I went first went to a Tony Robbins uh, speaking seminar. I, I like I love Tony. I think he's a freak of nature. I think he's one of the you know greatest. Uh, he's going to be the one of the the greatest entrepreneurs and you know uh, speakers and motivators and trainers of our generation. I love it, and I I'm, I'm memorializing that on the podcast, right? But the the thing that I realized later in life was like. I don't want to be like Tony. I want to figure out Tony's support system. So I figured out who Tony Robbins' speaking coach was. And I networked my way into him and I paid him. I wrote him a check and I hired Tony Robbins' speaking coach to help me be a, become, become a better speaker. Now, I'm not Tony, but the three hours that I spent with him and I wrote the biggest check that I've ever written in my life up until that date, it was probably the that that in that single investment is probably a thousand x ROI. And when I say thousand x ROI, think about that for a second. A thousand times ROI for hiring Tony Robbins as speaking coach. Don't just model behavior, model support systems. Like you, you can't be Tony Robbins. You can't be Elon. You can't be Roger Federer. You can't be Rafael Nadal. You can't do that because you are not that person. You don't want to be that person. There's this, you know, oh. Uh, be you because everyone else is taken. Like, that's interesting to say, but that's dumb as heck. Like, of course that makes sense. Be you because everyone else is taken. Like, what the heck does that even mean? Or be you. Like, but no one can, you can't be you. The reason you can't be you is because you want to do what someone else has done. And so you try to naturally model behavior. That is the problem. That is fundamentally the problem. Instead of modeling behavior, just model their support system. If they have someone that actually is getting them out of, like, I have a money coach, Right? So why do I have a money coach? I have a money coach because I realize that my, my billionaire mentor has somebody that he talks to about money. He's literally not telling me how much income he's making. He's really not telling me how, much, how many losses he took in his hedge fund investment, but he's telling his money coach. He's telling somebody that can help with And then I was like, wait a minute. If the billionaire has a money coach, I'm not a billionaire yet, so I should get a money coach. So now instead of modeling his behavior, I modeled his support system. And I will tell you, one of the greatest things that I've done was to hire Russ Morgan and Joey Murray at Wealth Without Wall Street as my money coaches. They're amazing. They're fantastic. And 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 because of that, it has changed the way I live my life because now I could get on a call with somebody and say, Hey, I'm making this investment. I don't have to think about I don't have to think about and edit money based topics. Because I will tell you this, nine nine point nine there's no 9.9 .9 person, but 99 out of 100 people don't have anybody to talk to freely about money, which is entirely the reason why they don't make any more money. Like, think about that for a second, because they're always like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to make this investment. I tell people that are making a $100,000 investment or a million dollar investment, but they can't. You know why? Because they're like, money is this taboo topic. But if you can't find an advisor to talk freely about money, you have money blocks. You have limited money thinking. You have no way of expanding your money horizon. You have no way of getting exposure to new ideas. You know why? Because I'm not modeling behavior. I'm modeling a support system, which is why I will tell you this. I'm on an advisor land grab right now. Uh, I, I will tell you truly, this is what happened. I wanted to, um, I had not spent, um, I met 
I met two gentlemen, uh, you know, in the in the recent past, who I just love their way of thinking. They run an amazing uh, agency and in the marketing branding space, and I love them so much. I think they're so great, and um, I've been friends with them for a long time. And I I said to them, hey, I love your work. I just want you to be my advisor. They're like, Sharon, we don't do that. They're like, you can call us whenever you want. You can take our ideas whenever you want. You can bother me whenever you want. I'll jump on a call with you whenever you want. I'll help you with whatever you want. You're a good friend to us. You're a good, you know, you're a good industry. Like you're, 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 we are friends. I will do anything for you. Just like you would do anything for us. I was like, yes, but I want to make this relationship formal. So you are my advisors because I can outsource my success to you. I, they didn't even have a consulting program. I, I essentially told them, I was like, I'm going to pay you exactly what I pay one of my other coaches. Here's my model. Here's what she, here's what I pay her. I, I, since you don't have a model, I want to pay you the same thing. In fact, I want to pay you the same thing. Here's the exact model. And if you, if you, whether you say yes or no, I'm going to start mailing you checks because I want you to be my advisor. And they have never been like, they are an agency. They get work, but now I am their first in the last, what, whatever, two decades, I'm the first consulting advisory client because I forced themselves, I forced them to take my money so I can have them in my corner because I want to model their support, other people's support system. I now have some of the best marketing and branding minds in my corner that, frankly, I'm sorry, many of you don't. And because of that, I have an unfair advantage. Now, that is the advisor land grab. The advisor land grab gets you to stack the people in your corner in your favor so that no one, no one can get, no one can beat you. Uh, by the way, hey, um, I actually, if, if any of this is interesting to you, uh, I'd love for you to uh, check out my totally free four-week MBA. I really need to sell something so that you can write me a check. But, um, but for now, I, it's totally free. It's called the, the four-week MBA. Uh, it's t four weeks, which is five days a week for four weeks. It's just 20, I have 20 audios uh, that you can listen to in the car just like this. And I go through various topics on sales, marketing, personal growth, development, productivity, et cetera. And it's really short, five to eight minute audios. And it literally will give you 20 years worth of knowledge in under 20 minutes, which is super cool. It's 100% free. There's nothing for you to buy. There's nothing for me to sell. One day I'll find something to sell to you, but you can go to fourweekmba.com. It's totally free. I hope you um, check it out. Enjoy. All right. So let me do recap for you. Number one, uh, why people fail and how to fix it. Big goal, no plan. The plan is figure out the inputs and the controllables so that you can get the output that you want. Number two, the gap versus the gain. Uh, when you're when you get tired and resentful looking at the gap in front of you, turn around and look at the gain that you've made, but ask yourself the learnings that you've, you've uh, gotten from it so that you can actually capitalize on those learnings. Number three, you cannot, you know, don't model successful behavior alone, model people's support systems. So as you get more and more successful, as you get to be in rare air and a higher echelon of entrepreneurs and uh, operators and high achievers, you, whoever, whoever is, is in your corner is going to, is going to be based on how much you succeed. So you are in an advisor land grab right now. So the sooner you get them, the better and fair advantage you have. Uh, those are the three ways on uh, why people fail and how you can fix it. Hey, just if you like this, can you do me a favor? Can you just screenshot this right now? Can you just screenshot this and just post on Instagram or wherever and just tag me? Because that way, at least I'll know you liked it. And if you like this, then I'll make more like this for you because I don't know if you liked it. So 
take a screenshot, maybe share it with a friend, take a screenshot, but screenshot, tag me, post it on social. That way, at least I know that you liked it and I'll make more like this for you. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.